chopper chips, lollies. Mini ones. It's like you're a barber. <laughs> I went for a haircut the other day and it was the first time I noticed that the barber had a jar with lollipops in. And I almost asked for one. I should have done. Why not? I should have done, but I didn't. I don't know why I didn't. I like looking at the colours in there, the green and the red, and they were really cheap lollies, not Chupa Chups. Do you know that that Chupa Chups logo was designed by Salvador Dali? Really? Mm. Really? And Salvador, not Salvador Dali, you know, our mate Salvador. Yeah. He told me that, and he's a graphic designer. And I thought, that's quite an amazing little fact. But I have to say, it's always been quite an iconic logo. Yeah, it's lovely. It is pretty cool. Yeah. What does it remind Do you? Do I like it more now that I know it's designed by Salvador Dali? I don't know. I'm trying to Isn't make it. Isn't that a... weird? It's cool, though. Yeah, I like it. <clears throat> the song that I was trying to think of is... is. Uh... Do you want to hear it? Yes, please. I, I don't know whether I can play it or not. Uh, it's called We Don't Deserve Love. Have you heard this one? Let me hear it. Arcade Fire. We've we've just been listening to Arcade Fire Neon Bible. Yes. I'm not sure. I've only it's listened. It's very slow. I've only listened to one other album, Neon Bible, and the other one I can't remember what the title is. This is 2017. Everything now. Okay. Great album. Very, um, it's got this track into the content which I really like. Um, it's a nice title for a song. Into the content, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's very, like, you know, it's very talking about the modern age and the whole kind of yeah. well, everything now. Like, you know, the whole title of the album is around that kind of. Can you yeah. turn it down a touch? Yeah. Oh, is that my phone or yours? That's mine. But I do want to hear it, it's just that we'll probably not hear much of our no, talking. No, no. I'm leaning in closer to the phone. Listening. I like that droning in the background. Trump wades in and out. I'm a sucker for Arcade Fire. The, I think the voice of the lead singer gets me every time. You, you know it's Arcade Fire when you hear it. It's great album. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a lovely voice. But I like. I don't know. I have to say, I'm not like. I'm not an Arcade Fire super fan. I don't know the names of one in the band. There's a female vocalist in the band whose voice I also absolutely love, and she's on this track as well. Oh, she was on that Neon Bible track we're listening to. And that's yeah, yeah, yeah. one of my favourite tracks. It's, it's just it's, it's a real slow build of this song yeah yeah it's a great song I'm enjoying it already see this is what happens when we get together we we get to talk about music mm. every time you come over don't we chat yeah about it's kind of one music. of our it's, it's probably one of the big things that we do talk about yeah. like, we love our music well, and I love I love that I get introduced to new stuff by you and vice versa yeah it's nice you teach me loads and you taught me about a song it's going to be the next song on my mixtape but let's let's hear this one through. This is beautiful. There you go. Yeah, it's got that kind of it spills. And then they're singing together. Yeah. 
theme in most songs I find or falling yeah. out of love yeah or the emo- yeah, yeah something to do with the emotional state around it I think yeah. the songs that you kind of that really resonate are always kind of around that sort of subject yeah well let's let's listen to the songs for tonight yes but after this I, I want to hear this and see as we go through if we can link each one by love and I've got a funny feeling, having done a bit of research, that each one has a story, a love story. Especially the final one is definitely a love yeah, ballad. Uh, intriguing, intriguing. Because I don't know why he's so there. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't tell you. No, you I, I, I wanted to. It was quite nice that I did ask, but I'm kind of glad I don't know. It's nice to not know. If you did know, you'd probably feel, oh, I'm going to have to do some reading up or something. I'm coming blind. Yeah, okay. It's, it's all, it's all completely authentic and, you know, <laughs> reaction. This is the way I like it. What's in your shed? What's in your shed? Pictures and treasures and the looks of me with. What's in your shed? What's in your shed? And for this season I haven't had anyone with me except for Jo on a couple of episodes where she was in the room. And that was fun, and I've done the rest on my own, and I felt a great need to have someone with me for the penultimate episode. It's lovely to be here with you. Oh, that's a really good tune, Chris. I love it. It's a good one. And I'm so glad that we managed to sort this out. And we were on the river when I made this proposition to you. (laughs) Um, And, well, let, let me backtrack a bit you called me up or I saw you on the school run mm-hmm. and you mentioned that yeah you would what you were gonna go paddle boarding and busy. that's it and you asked me if I wanted to come and I, I said yeah, yeah I'll, I'll see what I'm doing and the yeah. weather has been great for late for early September it's been it's perfect the Indian summer eh? it's been lovely and the day you asked was the day following an absolute stunner of a day. Beautiful temperature, it was just lovely, no clouds. And we were prepared for another one of those, but it was waning a little, wasn't it? There was a few more clouds. At one point it looked like it was gonna rain. And anyway, I spoke to you later in the day and I asked you what would it entail? Like what what are we doing on this paddleboarding? And you said you'd you'd bring the kayak and the paddleboard and we'd go down to the river, the Thames, yeah. at the end of this lane called Binzi Lane, near yeah. a pub called The Perch. Yeah, by Port Meadow. And I thought, you know what, it's so easy to say, oh no, I, I can't make it, or no worries, like thanks for the invite. Yeah, yeah. It's really easy to do that. But when you put yourself out there and take these opportunities, you end up coming back with stories and more layers to your yeah. life and I'm, I've been going through a couple of weeks you know when you have these really retrospective I think might be the word or, mm. or times when you're just thinking about things I mm. don't know when the seasons start changing I start thinking about things and 
I can't lie, at times I felt a little bit low. Yeah. And when you made that offer, this was the tail end of that period. And I yeah. thought, do you know what? I'm going to get out there and do this. I need it. Mm. And how often do you get the opportunity to go out on a paddleboard or a kayak with someone on the Thames by Port Meadow in Oxford? And I thought to myself, oh, it'd be silly not to. Got to go. And it, it's a little bit of effort. Mm. But you, like you were saying to me, you know, you've got to seize that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's great. And it's good that I think, yeah, I think the thing is, isn't it? It's kind of like, we don't know when we're going to get nice weather again. It's, it's so, it's so easy to not do something like that's the easy option. It's always the, the easiest thing is doing nothing. Yeah. Um, but then if things were worth doing then they they wouldn't be easy like it's kind of like it's kind of that's the thing isn't it it's like it was great when we went out to the river and we were kind of paddling down and then it was like a weird little rain shower yeah. and it was just beautiful and it the was rain just, was coming from rain was, above and yeah. then the drops were hitting the water hitting, and coming up it was bouncing back up and and it was it was gorgeous it was just such a beautiful evening and then we had this beautiful sunset and we were sat there and there were cows in the river and like oh it was great it was lovely and it was so lovely to share it with people I think that's the other thing as well it's kind of like <clears throat> I love going down there by myself but it's always so nice when you've got kind of someone to kind of reference it with yeah go, look at that that's amazing so yeah and this is what I like doing now with having you here is being able to reference this with someone so you're going to sit here while I make my mixtape yes. and we're going to yes. chat but yeah that's after the rain the sun was still there I knew it, it was. was coming out and we, we pulled up on a shallow part against the bank and sat down had a beer had a chat chilled out it was really lovely and then on the way back I was feeling it and I suddenly was sitting in this kayak paddling and the water was dripping off the oars down onto my legs and it was on the floor and it was a warm feel, like the droplets were warm. It was so, so special. And I thought to myself, I'm so glad I did this. There's always a risk where you don't do something and talk about the effort and the reward. We we pumped mm. those board, the board up and the kayak and this is the first time I'd ever open those valves and you know you taught me how it's done and I really appreciate it and I'm grateful for the invite and I'm so glad I just put myself out there and I'm usually one who does that but this period of a couple of weeks prior to it I wasn't doing that mm. anymore why and do you think that was I'm not sure sorry I don't want to get angry no that's fine I think it's I think on a kind of I don't want to say spiritual level but on a, a different level I can feel and sense the change in seasons. I'm preempting the autumn, which I love, and then sort of preparing myself for the months of darkness. Mm. Do you get seasonal effective? I don't think so. Solar. I've used one of those solar lamps. Yeah, I've got. I'm looking behind me now, and I've got a couple there. And in the winter, I use them. But I realise that you don't enjoy the summer as much if you don't experience the winter yeah. 
yeah. and it's all about balance anyway we we were we were on the boats coming i was on the kayak coming back and you're on the paddleboard and i love singing with you and every now and then we get a tune going and and we start singing and I started singing a, a Neil Young one down by the river and I don't really know all the lyrics but I was going down by the river <laughs> and then you picked a song that you liked and you were like how about this and you started doing it and this is the song I'm going to put on oh. but the funny thing is Chris that I I looked up this band and I looked up the song and yeah. the song is called Riverboat Song, yeah. The Riverboat Song, yeah. <laughs> because I thought I, I really need to find out more about this and the band is called Ocean Color Scene. Ocean Color Scene. And yes. I'm aware of Ocean Color Scene, but I never really got into it. They were 90s Britpop uh, experimental. They, they, they were part of that whole kind of, yeah, the, the, the kind of... Um, uh, yeah, they, they were around with kind of like your, your Oasis and Blur, but like this song in particular was quite anthemic of that kind of period. Yeah, it was it was the theme tune to remember Chris Evans did the whole TGI Friday thing. Yes, on indeed. So yeah, this was the yeah, song yeah, that was yeah. used as the theme tune to that. And I remember I, I used to knock around with mates who were, who were kind of like modern mods, if you like, and and Ocean Colour Scene were definitely quite moddy. Like the whole look and feel and vibe, and this song, yeah, it was great. It was, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play it. I've put the CD into the boombox, and I've got the cassette player next door. Well, it's one unit. Every episode, I describe this Sony thing. It's a thing of beauty. It, oh, thank you. I've got a Kryptonics stick on the top. It's blue and yellow, circular, and Kryptonics are skateboard wheels. Right. Uh, and I, I like how that's placed there. I had another sticker on and I removed it. I can't remember what it was. It, it just didn't look as good. But I've got that on the tape deck and I'm going to pop open the tape deck. But yeah, Ocean Color Scene. And when you started singing the, the not the lyrics, but the sound, making the sound. <laughs> and then we kind of kicked into the lyrics and we both vaguely knew... Yeah, the, the the, I'm not going to lie, the lyrics were a little bit hazy <laughs> in my mind. And I, I loved it, and I wish we had the lyrics with us, because we could have carried that on and on while we were paddling down oh, the yeah. river. Then the next day I went to work, and it was the first day back in the office for after a year of not being into the office. And after work I went down to the charity shops along Cowley Road. And I and I went into, I don't know which one it was, the one opposite the Tesco Metro. Well, no, it's not a Metro. It's a bigger Tesco, but now they're redoing it, so it's yeah. closed. But opposite that, I went in, and they had so many CDs. And the very first CD I picked up, and I'm showing Chris the cover now. Are you serious? 50p. Are you serious? I'm serious. The very first one my eye locked into, you could just see the spines was Ocean Colosseum Mosley Shoals, that's the name of the album. Isn't that uh, incredible? And I thought, oh my God, this is going to have to happen. Well, this is quite freaky considering everything else as well. I don't know if you're going to mention the next part of the story, which is today, or was it yesterday, which would have been after you'd already done this, I sent you a voice memo <laughs> of me doing this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Doing this. <laughs> 
And I thought, is that because he knows I'm going to choose this? I'm not been, sure. It's just been stalking me. But I'll, I'll pop it in. That's and... slightly. That's yeah. That's bizarre. Okay, here's the tape going in. And yeah, fifty p. I bought it. Mate, you bought you got yourself a bargain there. Exactly. That's, that's amazing. Thank you. Okay, operate, and I select CD, and I'll press play, and we'll hear the 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 tune. I mean, if you haven't heard it, you will know it. says trouble the, the lyrics are actually in the sleeve are they yeah 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 so riverboat song is the same as the things that you said i remember that one and now it's i see trouble off the road oh, see. yeah yeah i see trouble up the road and such a cool tune, and I've heard it before, but because we were on the river together and you started it, I thought, hang on, I need to find out more. And I did find out more, and this band has nine albums. Yeah. Three went to the top five in the UK charts. Were they all in the 90s? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they had nine successive top 20 singles. Wow. They were formed in Birmingham in 1989, so a good British band. Yeah. And this particular album is called Mosley Shoals, 1996, and it reached number two in the UK album charts. Isn't that quite amazing? And I'm so glad I got this CD so I can discover more about them. And this tune, when you started doing this, <laughs> I had Credence Clearwater Revival in my head. I had Led oh, Zeppelin yeah. in my head. It's got it's a bit Credency, isn't it? And yeah. Quite unusual because I listen to it and I'm thinking of a, an American blues rock like Credence. Led Zeppelin's British, but it had it had this kind of soul and maturity mm. about it that I wasn't expecting to from a British band from Birmingham. Yeah, actually now you mention it though. They've definitely got that kind of southerny blues kind of credency vibe to them. Yeah. I never really picked that up before. Because when I've heard it and when you started singing it, immediately I'm thinking of this American deep south. Oh, did you think that was, was it in America? Did you think this was from an American band? Yeah. Ah. Oh, yeah, no, no. See, I, yeah, I knew, I knew that they were British. I didn't know they were from Birmingham. I didn't know yeah. about them. But this, um, 
yeah, this is definitely this. this I read, I read something the other day. It was like basically all of your musical preferences through life are based on the music you listen to in your kind of in your periods between fifteen and like twenty-two. And these, this was a band that like I listened to a lot yeah. when I was in my teenage years. What what year did this album come out? Nineteen ninety-six. I was a sixteen-year-old boy. Yeah. And that's interesting you say that because I think my musical tastes were mostly influenced by those years, probably from about 16 to 20, yeah, 16 to 20, good four years. I still experiment and learn more and more, like Arcade Fire came later. Yeah, but I think it's, it's more about the kind of the sound and the... The style, maybe. I, I don't. I don't know. I. I think. I think it's these days the way you kind of interact and engage with music is so different. Although I am slightly annoyed that I've allowed my daughter to access my Spotify because it's completely ruined any algorithm <laughs> that's picking out music for me now. It's like there's far too much like I don't know Taylor Swift and bloody Billie Eilish on there for my liking. <laughs> but you know, yeah, I don't know. It, we've had this conversation before haven't we where like actually the music that you can access and, and listen to now and the, the stuff that you can just tap into is just so easy because because of things like Spotify like you know bands it's, there's almost too much sometimes I'm like I, I'm always thinking to myself I'd love to find a new band to listen to I'm really looking for something different yeah and I find myself going back to old familiars because it's like there's just so much shit <laughs> I don't know where to start and I might be wrong my view is that with Spotify and all of those things you tend to pick songs individual songs and you don't sit and listen to the whole album the full story the full picture but that's ironic saying that while I'm making a mixtape because I'm popping everything in there but but the mixtape has its own meaning Yes, as a whole, like a, a whole. greatest hits collection, which I've been against at times. Not against, it sounds a bit naff, but you know, you can become all serious and go, I like the album, it must stay. But actually, some compilations, in their own right, they become well, great. Well, some, I mean, there, there are some greatest hits albums that are the biggest selling albums of all time. Yeah. Like, isn't it the Eagles' greatest hits album is like one of the biggest selling albums yeah. ever? And there's plenty like that. But I think great. There's there's a there's an art to putting together a great. I mean, I guess great hits is in its own right because it's about how many sales they've had from singles. But good greatest hits albums don't always have the singles. They yeah. have the you know the B sides and some of the other tracks that were kind of on the albums that people know and love but weren't necessarily kind of popular, if you like. So hopefully this mixtape will become a piece of art in its own right. So is there? What's the meaning behind this one? The meaning behind this song? Oh, is oh but behind behind, we were talking about love earlier. Yeah. So is, do you? What's what's your connection back to the love? For this song, I see trouble up ahead, and love has its moments. Yeah. It has its balance, ups and downs. And saying that, love is in everything. I think it's an emotion that we all 
I don't even know if it's an emotion, but it's something that infuses all our creativity, all our writings and thoughts. I think yeah. love comes into pretty much everything because it's what binds us and what holds us together. Well, that's what I think. I don't want to like say that is the way it is, obviously. <laughs> But anyway, that that's getting very deep, and thanks, very deep. thanks for deep. asking sorry, that question. Sorry, sorry to put you back <laughs> on the is, spot there. This is what happens even when we're not recording. You tend to ask me stuff, and I love it because you sit back and you listen, and you allow me to say what I've got to say. <laughs> anyway. The next CD is by another band that surprised me oh. when I heard their music for the first time in the 90s at some point. So another 90s band? Yeah. Okay. I thought to myself, it's not what I expected. Ooh. That track from the Riverboat song, not what I expected. Here's another British band. A oh, British band? Okay. Can I, that, can I guess? Take a guess. Can you, uh, give, me, give me three clues. <laughs> three clues. Uh, Oxford. Right. Glasses, spectacles, and this might give it away. I don't know. Three uh, vocalists. Three vocalists. Uh, Supergrass. No, not Supergrass. Foles. Okay, Oxford might have. They're not an Oxford band, but. They've played in Oxford. <laughs> <laughs> that was unfair. You could have gone thinking. Yeah, okay. Were you thinking Oxford band? I was thinking like they're from Oxford. Yeah, sorry. Where, who is it? Okay, this is a band called Gomez. Oh, Gomez. <laughs> so they've played in Oxford. The lead singer used to wear these kind of squarish glasses. Big guy. He's yeah. changed a lot. He looks a lot different. Maybe he's wearing contacts now and he's got a big beard got a beautiful voice yeah stunning voice. Got a beautiful voice but this band like i said has three singers it has four songwriters and the other two singers so he is ben otwell he's the the main gravelly deep voice yeah which is surprising it always throws me a little even when i when i put this on and I, i'll listen to it i'll think oh wow that's incredible gives you shivers and then ian ball is the other one and i don't know the third one but I think it's Ian Ball sings a few of their songs and when you listen to him you think wow I think he's even better than Ben Otwell and I I mean they're both very different but a band with so much talent four songwriters three singers that's incredible and they use them a lot and we went to see them in the O2 Academy in Oxford and that gig I had to look it up was 23rd of August 2018 when you and I and wow, Joe that, and Vicky went and watched them, yeah. And they did their Bring It On tour, which is this, the album that I'm holding in front of me and the track I'm going to play is off Bring It On. <laughs> and this album was made in 1998. It was their first album. Another great year. Excellent year. And they won the Mercury Prize in 1998, and they beat Massive Attack, which is a is band... Mezzanine? Mezzanine. The band I spoke about in the previous yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah, last podcast. 
uh, mezzanine and the song was oh teardrop teardrop there you go yeah man and they beat them to it and when i when i was doing this research i read that i thought oh that's amazing there's another link and here's another british band and the other band they they beat to get the mercury prize was pulp and the album was this is hardcore remember that album yes (laughs) and then the verve urban hymns which was a big album yeah really cool and i love the cover where you see them all sitting on the on like a grassy bank or something yeah yeah it's it's great and at the time there was so much buzz i think in the uk i only had i had arrived in the uk in 1997 so keen to see music and live bands and gomez came to the oxford uh, brooks student union and they played there which was a gig that you were at and I was yeah, at, but yeah. we weren't at together. And we were in our 20s or whatever <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was yeah. at the time. And I saw them again in Bristol. I don't even know what year that was. And I think I saw them a third time. I, I, don't, I don't remember. Wow. And we saw them on the Bring It On tour where they played their entire album. And there's nothing better than a gig where I they love. play the whole album. You know what? There's, there's something... I mean... And also, this is an album that I I love listening to from beginning to end. Right? There's there's a, you know people always say this like there's there's a few albums that you just put on and you love listening to. There's no tracks that you skip through. <laughs> no <Like>, duds. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All thriller, no filler. Um, it's kind of like there's there's every track is great and it flows really nicely and yeah sorry I'm trying to get the lid off this bottle I think there's a little kind of bar over there <laughs> mm. it's a great album and it's a great gig and it was so good to be there with you and I'll get the song playing because we we kind of have to talk through the song because I don't think I'd get away with being able to put out a podcast where we sit back and, and just listen to the whole to thing <laughs> we've got to talk over it to make it un and whatever broadcastable yeah we're not radio <laughs> is one. that even a word yeah I know what you're saying. <laughs> so yeah the cd's in and the track i'm going to play it's so difficult to choose because like you say there's no duds on here it's a great album and you might be able to guess but i'm looking at track one and thinking oh why didn't i choose that track two why didn't i choose that and we get to track eight and i will play it now it's called get myself arrested great <laughs> great song and i'll press play and record let's hear what this sounds like it's got that kind of dirty bass it kind of almost reminds me of like and it's making me move because yeah. there's that bass vibe and i'm sitting in the chair kind of swaying oh I like about this song is you've got that blend of the two vocalists so you've got the really kind of nice soft introduction the, yeah this isn't Ben Ockwell this must be Ian Ball yeah so he starts the song everyone and I love his voice too yeah, it's great and then you hear Got a silver tooth 
get myself arrested. I'm going to stop right there because Chris has got a telephone call. <laughs> He'll take that call and we'll be away in a minute. We bring, we bring. Where were we? Sorry, dude. I had to. Uh, I had to <laughs> it okay. also it also gave me a chance to uh, take a quick uh, comfort break. I've ne I've never had that in the middle of a song where I was thinking, what do I do? I press stop on the CD. Player. <laughs> but you know what? The CD player won't stop and pause at the exact same part, will it? But that doesn't matter. We've we've got the intro of the song. I'll press. So what track was it? Eight. Just start, start again. again. Just it's start fun. again. Got it, got it's it like it never happened. It's like, <laughs> and we get to hear the beginning again, yeah. which is wonderful. This is the beauty of like technology. You just go, yeah, that never happened. <laughs> and this technology here isn't very advanced. We are talking a cassette player we're, and a CD player. We're back to like my childhood, which was like recording stuff off of other people's stuff. That's that's the vibe, and. I should have pressed pause on the CD rather than stop, because that chucked me right out of the track. It's kind of funny, isn't it? Like, it was such an effort when we were kids. Like, music, like, cause if you, unless you had money to buy stuff all the time, which, you know, an album was like 12, 14 quid. Like, so taping it like this, mm -hmm. mixtapes, this is the whole thing of the mixtape. It was like, actually, I'll get all the tracks that I like onto a tape, a blank tape that I bought from HMV, which has cost me two quid. BMW, gonna get myself arrested. <laughs> but you're right, I think that perhaps is what maybe drove the mixtape, is because people could record off other people's CDs and stuff and it was cheaper. Yeah, and I guess like you had things like, I mean, did you have Now in South Africa? What is Now? So you never grew up with Now, mm -hmm. like it was like Now 88. Oh! Like it would be like the album with oh, like yeah, yeah, Now well. hits, it was like the hits of like... I was thinking Now TV or something. Oh, oh no, I remember yeah, no, Now, no, that's like what I call album. music. Now that's what I call music, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> So like, I guess as a kid, I grew up with the concept of a mixtape of like these albums made up of various artists. And I guess as you grow older, it's like, well, actually I don't want to listen to shit pop, but no one makes mixtapes for the music I like. I'll make my own music, mm. I'll make my own mixtape. I'm thinking of putting this playlist on Spotify and then linking it to the podcast somehow. I think you told me I should be doing that, I didn't said, you? I said, yeah, I said about doing that. I, I'll do it. And if anyone's interested, they could have a listen. There's about 20-something tracks already, You've maybe um, more. Let me look. I've written them down on here. I've written the tracks on that mixtape, which I'm showing you. But before I hand it over, I, I want to double-check. The last one I wrote down was 
Son of a Preacher Man, Dusty Springfield. That was track 20. I did four in Great track. It is beautiful. Of the Pulp Fiction soundtrack. And oh, obviously yeah. off her album. I don't know, I can't remember which one. But I did the previous episode another four. So th this would be 25. This is track 26 right here. Tooth gonna get myself arrested. <laughs> and this gig, Chris, it was so much fun. EMW gonna get myself arrested. So that's kind of like really gravelly. Oh, it's so. And so hard. If you listen to Liquid Skin, which is their second one. Sorry. Chris is going to take another call here, guys. Hello. Let's move on. Okay. Yeah, let's do this. Well, I'm really glad you had a phone call because it gave me a chance to look over my notes to find the right page in a book that I <laughs> referred to at the end. And I press pause this time rather than stop. So we'll Amen. be right back in there with this conversation. And I think we left off when you got that call with uh, the gig. Mm. And we were there standing kind of midway, yeah. nearish to the bar. And that's the end of the song. <laughs> okay, so that's perfect. I've got it on there. And the first few songs it was so exciting I can't it's so hard to describe the feeling you get when you experience live music and I don't know if I'll ever be able to nail it but it's such a lovely feeling of joy of humanity and this crowd of people all mm. there to it was a very happy up. vibe in that place yes that yes and recently when I saw idols in there there was the same happy vibe mm. I think that was heightened by being coming out of lockdown and finally getting into a live gig again. See, I haven't done a live gig yet. We've got one coming up on yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, we're going to talk about this. I can't wait. I can't wait. Nick Cave yeah. and Warren Ellis, but we'll, oh. we'll get on to it. I don't want to give any It's been a long away. time coming. <laughs> yes, yes, we'll, we'll, we'll chat about that. I'm not sure if I should talk about it now and just go with it, but let's... Let's do the songs. Oh, sorry, I, I'm, I'm, I'm off the diversion. <laughs> I'm usually the one who does that <laughs> <laughs> to myself when I'm sitting here talking away and I go, oh, why did I go there? And then I, then I can bring it back and I'm trying really hard to bring this one back. <laughs> it's going to be an editing nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> no way. And the music got better and better and the evening got better and better and by the final two songs... I made a beeline for the front. I thought, no way, I'm going in there and ended up dancing and bumping into people and feeling the heat and <coughs> you joined me. Yeah, yeah, I was there. And Joe joined us and at the end, the guitarist flicked the guitar pick out. Yes. And it landed and I knew where it landed. I said, I'm going to get that. I need that. And it dropped down and people were already starting to leave and it was becoming a bit more sparse more gaps and I told Joe I said I need that guitar pick I think it fell fell down there somewhere and it was still quite dark yeah and so Joe went along and she found it and she picked it up and she gave it to yeah, me yeah, yeah. and it that says bring it on on the guitar pick which is the album and I've got that in a little cigar box next to my bed 
it was again another wonderful occasion with you and listening to Gomez and I'm so happy this has gone on to my mixtape it's a lovely song good, good choice thank you get Miles Whipping Piccadilly there could have been so many more I do love Whipping Piccadilly <laughs> you know I love Whipping Piccadilly and so do the the crowd because they say you you always hear someone shouting but again it's got that bouncy boom 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 yeah it's kind of like similar and I think it's a nice move from Ocean Colour Scene into Gomez because it's it's got that guitar mm. I don't know it's kind of jarring in a way but, but it's taking me back to the exact same period of my life like that kind of 16, 17, 18 yeah sixth form years I guess when I was doing my A-levels and yeah that's so cool it's a good period it's, it's so fun. lovely that music can help you remember and think about times when you were listening to it and what you were doing around the time takes you right back yeah mm. I was reading about Lane Staley lead singer of Alice in Chains mm. who died and I was looking at some of his quotes and he was saying music allows him to I don't know the exact words he used but the idea was music allows him to discover art and books and so mm. through music you go different places and I think it's a really great conduit for ideas you hear a lyric or you look up the title of a song and you realize that it was a song from say the 50s and it was about something that happened then and then it takes you on a little journey yeah. where you find out lots of stuff <clears throat> good good songs and their reference points like just wanting to understand what it means. I guess it's kind of like poetry and it's like books and other art forms isn't it it's, yeah it's the same thing isn't it you kind of if you're inquisitive and having that inquisitiveness to understand what does that mean mm. why why are they saying this what's their point of view on that song I love looking into the meaning of lyrics like I like reading stuff about you know what what is this song about you know and hearing from artists about mm. you know what they were going through the stories it's fascinating it is and it ties you to a time and a place massively evocative yeah yeah it's a diary entry of what was happening around the time. Mm. If it's true art, it picks up a vibe from that period and you can look back and you can identify it as 90s. And I could definitely tell 90s music and 90s films. Yeah. It seems like a decade that's really stuck with me and I suppose it was through our formative years. It's, 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 yeah, exactly. Like... I find it I find it fascinating because my brother's ten well nine years older than me, so his his decade was the eighties, and mine was the nineties, and they were so very different. Yes, like and and <clears throat> yeah, it's it's fascinating, but I think also, like I just I remember this song in places and and it takes me there. It takes me back to. I don't know, sitting in my student room or it takes me back to a house party or it takes me back yeah. to, you know, I don't know, like loads of places. And it's and it's like, it's a time machine. Music is a time machine. Yes, yes, it is. That's a really good way to describe it. I remember driving with my brother from Utah, somewhere in Utah, north of Salt Lake, all the way to Vegas. And when we got down onto the strip, we were playing the Liquid Skin album, mm. Gomez Liquid Skin. 
What is that song on there? I was trying to think of it now. I think, oh, I'm going to look for my phone and look it up. There's a really distinctive track on there where we played it really loud, sunroof open, windows down, and just enjoying a cruise down the strip. Never been to Vegas before. It was the first time I had been. And we were playing that Gomez track. Such a brilliant band. I love it so much. The next song I'm going to pop onto this tape is by a band called Eurythmics. (laughs) And (coughs) Eurythmics for me, this is an 80s band formed in, uh, let's see what what I can find here. Oh, I I don't have when it was formed, but the album that this song is coming from was from an album called Sweet Dreams. And it's a 1982 album. And I was about five years old when it was released, but I'm sure I heard it when it was out there. Do you know what? It's very funny, and you don't know this, but this album is one of my dad's favourite albums. Wow. And this was one of, like, six or seven albums that was in our car. (laughs) I've heard this album, I have no idea how many times. So many. (laughs) So many times. So it's really funny that you've picked a song from this album. It's uh, that it's like it's, oh wow, this is really, this album is this mixtape is like really speaking. <laughs> oh, good, it. good. And this album is self-titled. It's called Sweet Dreams. Mm. I had to choose Sweet Dreams, but this was another one where I went through them and I thought this is a great there's, album. There's a few. What are the other songs on this album? I'm trying to remember now. Oh, I don't know you've kind of caught me out because I'm cheating a little I I have Sweet Dreams on vinyl mm. I don't have it on CD and I was meaning to bring it in tonight so I could refer to it but this is another charity shop find I knew Sweet Dreams oh, was on this Eurythmics Greatest Hits album which has got that iconic cover which is a great cover yeah and you can see Annie Lennox and what's his name Dave Stewart Dave Stewart together on the front and it's blurred and Eurythmics down the side it's it's iconic it's an iconic greatest hits it album is. but I don't have the track listing That's I'm sorry I caught you off guard it's alright but it's okay it's a nice little interlude I, it's a CD I need to get hold of um, and then I'll have it on vinyl and CD I let's don't... pretend that never happened okay <laughs> no, I, never, I never asked you about the yeah. I never asked you about the album but um it's a great this yeah this this whole um album and uh this song is definitely something that yeah takes me back to my childhood it's 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 a fascinating it's this i'm really amazed that you this great oh i love this tune (laughs) it's great isn't it annie lennox i love annie lennox's voice yeah. This is new wave. Apparently, that's what they classify as. See, dreams are made of. I've heard various remixes of this tune over the years, like drum and bass versions. Like I've heard it in like garage, different like I've heard it done in every genre. It's amazing. This, this tune is awesome. It is so good. 
I'm glad you like it. This is such a good song. This was this is a proper iconic song. It it kind of when I think of really amazing tunes to come out of the 80s. I mean, because the thing is, 80s music. I, I I remember 80s music growing up as a kid, and some of it you go back to and you go, yeah, that's it's a bit shit, isn't it? This really does stand the test of time. <laughs> like, it is a proper banger. Like, you could play this in a club and people get up on the floor and just dance because <laughs> yes. it's got that stompy beat. <laughs> the synth, the, oh, it's brilliant. And you said you you listened to your dad's copy in the car, wherever... Many car journeys, yes, listening to Annie Lennox. And I think... I had the same when we used to travel down to Scottborough, which is six hours roughly from Johannesburg, down to the east coast of South Africa. That you got the Indian Ocean. It's a really lush part of the country. It's beautiful, nice humidity, warm. And on our car journeys, we'd listen to CDs like Christaberg, Eurythmics, um, Elton John, loads of that kind of stuff. Jennifer Rush. <laughs> which yeah. I love and I think I've, I've lined up a track the Jennifer Rush track which I'm going to do in the next episode but I found her CD in that charity <laughs> shop I couldn't believe it I came out with a pile of them 50p each and we would listen to this and I think my brother would listen to it on his little tape cassette player it would come on to the UK top 40 we'd listen to every Sunday on the radio desperately trying to record out the uh, <laughs> yeah waiting, waiting to press record when yeah. they stop talking you'd always get a bit of talking in I'd love to have some of those tapes now where you've recorded off the radio I know I know many 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 an hour spent pressing pause and stop just like that just like that <laughs> just like that what a great tune. It's uh, a brilliant tune. So this is, what, track three or four, is it? This is, yeah, we're going to go on to our final one. So four is what's coming up. Well, what's coming up is the Nick Cave gig on Tuesday the so 14th so of I'm saying the full date because when I listen back to this whole archive one day we can reference it yeah, but I guess yeah. when you publish well, it when we've lost our minds <laughs> in the future but when you publish it you can go back to that date but I'll say it so it's 14th of September 2021 yes. yeah at 6.30pm the doors open <gasps> of the new theatre my first post-pandemic gig oh. well not that I'll be out of the pandemic, I don't know. But yeah, post, post, whatever, yeah. And it's a thrill. It's I'm, a thrill. It's, but it's a, more of a thrill because we had tickets to go and see Nick Cave in 2020. We did. And that never happened, did it? The pandemic d didn't allow that to happen, which is... No. What was meant to be, I think, with our Nick Cave experience, because it's going to make <laughs> it even more special. Yeah. The fact that we've waited and we've hung on, and we're going to see him and Warren Ellis. Well, it, it's funny though because it was kind of like, initially it was let's go and see him in Berlin. Yes. And we couldn't go to Berlin, 
and it was like okay we can get tickets to go and see him in Cardiff and then pandemic happened and then postponed and, and, and then the whole thing just got cancelled and now he's come to our doorstep yes he's here in Oxford it's well, amazing we're going to cycle in or walk in dude 25 yeah. minute walk into town and we're there a nice little stroll I'm excited yeah I, I literally genuinely like, wait. really excited about it and then we, we'll hopefully get a chance to chat about it I know we will we'll go to a pub or somewhere and we'll have a good debrief of what happened because <laughs> yeah. anything can happen their new album him and Warren Ellis is called Carnage and I've been listening to a bit of it mm. on Spotify I think I'm going to go out and buy the CD I reckon they're going to do a few tracks yeah. from there at this gig but it will be nice to hear new music if you haven't heard it before. I've listened to it once so far. Uh, I listened to it on a good long playthrough. Well, play, I listened to it on a playthrough um, a few weeks ago. I haven't listened to it as much as I'd like to have had. But yeah. Oh, good. I didn't. I didn't realise you had already started listening to Carnage. Yeah, yeah. It's a great album. It is a good album. I've only, like I said, I've only listened to it properly through once. Yeah that's probably about mine too it's one of those ones where you got to sit down and yeah take it all in it's having having the uh, time and space to yeah. listen to it because <laughs> he's, he's I love him he's a really good writer but every now and again there's the colourful expression which isn't really appropriate for the kids yeah. to hear so you have to kind of make sure you've kind of picked your moment right and he, he's on another level Nick Cave he's yeah, he's really... It's amazing. They're, they're so poetic, his songs. I think that's what I like about them. They're kind of... They're... I used the word evocative earlier, but, like, he's evoking stuff in each of his songs. I guess those feelings or those memories, they're very raw. I mean, the last album that he did, was it Skeleton Tree? Skeleton Tree was his last studio album, yes. Yeah, and that's just... I mean, I think that's following the death of his son, isn't it? And it's like, it's very raw. Like, it feels very exposed. And, <clears throat> uh, yeah, I, I don't know about Carnage as much because I haven't, like I said, I haven't properly, I haven't listened to it enough to kind of understand it. But. Yeah. He's a true artist. And all of these artists we've been listening to are true artists, of course. And who am I to judge? But he is totally absorbed he is part of his mm. creative world his writing is immaculate he's written I think two novels which I've read both of them and the starkness of them the language that he uses has stuck with me so well I'm not very good at remembering actual lines but the mm. feeling is what I get from them mm. and he's directed a film called The Proposition which is an Australian Western. Have you seen that? I haven't seen it, actually. Is it any good? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. What's that guy's name? He is on Memento. Guy. Guy. What's that guy's name? It's Guy, Guy, it's Guy, Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce. yeah. He's on that. And, yeah, he directed the film. And all the musical score is all Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. I think it's in the Bad Seeds. He does this work with Warren Ellis. They've done so many yeah. soundtracks and their songs come up so often, but in really mm. cool stuff. Like Peaky Blinders, there's that Red Right Hand Red song. Red Right Hand song, which is a great, great yeah. tune. I was listening to that earlier, actually. <laughs> I'm going to paint my hand red 
Hold out. <laughs> at the gig. Yeah. We should do that. <laughs> that would be really funny. I think we should. Yeah. I wonder, I, I'm sure people have done that before. They must have. We'll get like a nice red glove <laughs> so we, we could just take it off afterwards. Or one of those big foam hands, you know, <laughs> yeah, with, yeah, yeah. with the index finger pointing up. I'd be a number one fan. <laughs> In red yeah. on your right hand. Yeah. I, I think you'd appreciate <laughs> That's it. That's a cool song. And again, I had a difficulty choosing a song. And this is a album called Lovely Creatures. And it's the best of Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. And as a body of work, it's become an album in its own right for mm. me. And I'm holding it up to Chris so you can see. Oh, there's a beautiful picture of Nick Cave when he was younger on the, the back. He was quite a suave individual, wasn't he? Yeah, black and white, quite medium-length black hair, combed slick back. There's, there's something quite funny about Nick Cave. Whenever I think of Nick Cave, I always think of him as a black and white photograph. Yes, I don't know why. That's incredible. You know, that's yeah, kind of like, yeah. It's a bit of a weird thing to say, but like, I think I've only ever seen black and white photographs of Nick Cave. You don't want to mess with that feeling. Because it's I think that's his, really it's good. It's part of his brand. Yeah, really. yeah. Darkness and light. Yeah, or. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's so funny. Well, on this. On this I'm holding up I'm looking at the back there's CD1 and CD2 yeah so you get a load of great Nick Cave and the Bad Seed songs and the one I've chosen very difficult choice is called Into My Arms and it's mm. track number one on CD2 which makes it easy I don't have to skip along okay. and I'll play it picking a, another <laughs> favourite one and the piano so this is piano and electric bass, that's all. Yeah. I'll tell you what I have listened to a lot, is the, uh, which you played for me the first time, was the, um, the album that he did at Ali Pali during the lockdown. Idiot Prayer. Idiot Prayer, which is just him and a piano. Yes. God, I love that album. It brings out new meanings to the song. Interventionist God. Because I think he does this song does a version of this on there, doesn't yes, he? Yes, he does. Well, I know, darling, that you, you do. do. I've got the lyrics in the book here. If I did, I kneel down, No one has a right to write a song that has the lyrics interventionist to God. Yeah, that's the the lyric that stands out. But like, it, it's just oh, not to touch a hair in your head. Leave you as you are. You felt he had to direct you, then direct you into my arms. Into my arms, oh Lord. Into my arms, oh Lord. Into my arms, oh Lord, into my arms. Oh, that's oh. <laughs> so wonderful. Yeah. I, oh. I don't believe in the existence of I don't believe in the existence of angels. This is it. But looking at you, I wonder if that's true. What a beautiful love song. Yeah. This is a love ballad. It is. 
It is, and it's. And do you know what? It's the song he's most proud of having written. Who is it? This is what he said in a lecture he was giving about music. I don't know the title of the lecture, at some famous university somewhere, and that's when he said, "This is the one he's most proud of writing." Imagine you wrote a song like this. It's like writing Bohemian Rhapsody. How do you do it? How do you do that? Into my arms. I don't know. I mean, into my arms. I mean, it's always it's so simple. Like it's it's just it's just such a lovely turn of phrase. Everything is. But I believe, I believe in love. love. Yeah, it's just, but it's, but it's so simple. But it's just it has so much meaning. And you know, each and every word is very important to him. And the way he says or sings each thing, the sound he makes is also very important. Yeah. And that piano. It's like a duet, isn't it? The piano is the. Duetting with his piano, it's so, speaking back to him. Clear that you'll keep returning, always and evermore. If I want to go into my arms, into my arms, oh Lord, into my. the end of that mixtape that's it that's it done that was such a lovely roller coaster. did you enjoy that it was like a radio show it right was, here in the shed was, <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys no but that was that was that was a brilliant song to end on oh thank you and oh, it's such a, yeah i love nick cave i'm so excited about tuesday it's going to be special and steve's coming with us and steve and i recorded an episode on Idiot Prayer, mm. which we never published. We, we had a discussion about it because we both bared all. And obviously, I'm, you know, there's honesty here. We, we say things <laughs> yeah. and whatever. But that, I listened back to it and he listened to it and he said, that's really special for us. And I agreed. That's, that's why I called him up and said, Steve, I'm not, I'm not sure. And we agreed, but it's still there. And at some point, maybe release that episode. It'll be quite fun. Yeah. The the second last paragraph, or before he goes into my arms, he says, "So keep your candles burning and make her journey bright and pure, that she will keep returning always and evermore." Into my arms. Into my arms. And he sang this at Michael Hutchins' funeral. Oh wow. And they were friends, Michael Hutchins from In Excess. And he. Was this written before or after he died? This was written after, uh, before he died. It was, it was a song maybe Michael Hutchins loved, or maybe Nick Cave felt it was. Special for them. Yeah. And when I learned that fact, it sent a shiver down my spine, and I thought, 
so beautiful and the nicest thing is that he asked everyone to turn the recording everything recording off so if there was any video cameras whatever everything needed to be off so no one no one no one uh, only version. the people that were there wow imagine that imagine that both australian <coughs> fabulous rock stars fabulous artists when i die i'd love nick cave to play into my arms at my funeral that'd be pretty awesome we could put it on a CD. I've got the CD. <laughs> That's a bit dark. Sorry. I'll learn how to play it. It's dark and it's quite funny. Yeah. It's like, well, I've got a CD. We could just we could just whack it on the stereo at the back. No one knows. No. That. Well, Steve wants to play this on piano, and he's asked me if I can sing it with him, and I'm a little bit frightened because I don't it's believe. Deep. Yeah, it's deep, and my singing is very much in its early stages but I feel the love and the enthusiasm you love singing I do I you do. do love singing yeah but I, I love singing with you oh, we've talked about this before. I think yeah. we talked about this last time yeah. but I, I love I love uh, I love how uninhibited you are oh thank you and I hope it's in, in a I nice way <laughs> I, mean, I mean I can see how it can sound negative <laughs> but I mean that in a very positive way oh that's so nice to brave know. Thanks, as well uh, maybe that's the a better, better word I'll, I'll be brave. brave I'll be you're brave, brave. <laughs> <clears throat> thank you so much and yeah all we, we've got to look forward to is next Tuesday and I'm so again happy we've done this I think it's going to be a lovely little memento and Hopefully other people will enjoy it and relax to it and yeah. pick up some ideas, maybe explore some music. Some some 90s Brit. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> <laughs> I do like 90s Brit pop, but I'm glad I discovered Riverboat Song. I'm going to go through the rest of it. <laughs> and on that bookend, we will say yes. goodnight. We'll open up the strong box What's in your shed? What's in your shed? Pictures and treasures and the books that we read What's in your shed? What's in your shed?